Hi, and welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach, Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and build up your confidence at 30. Today's episode is all about turning 30 and making decisions. And wow, I wrote down the notes for the show And I'm actually a little bit shocked at how much content I have in relation to this topic. It's such a big topic. And as a life coach, it's basically what I do day in, day out. Because either clients come to me with a decision in mind, and that's why they've reached out to a life coach to get direction and to get help making a decision, or they come to me just wanting to feel better, make a change, get unstuck. And then as part of the program, we set goals. And of course, in order to reach those goals, there has to be action steps that involve making decisions. So over the past few years, I've realized I've become an expert in helping people to get to those answers that they've been looking for and to make decisions that originally have felt so difficult. Ironically, what I've realized is although I've become so used to helping others to unpick their brains and manage their minds around making decisions, it's not always that easy when it comes to making your own decision. And that's why this episode has actually been born out of the fact that I'm in a huge time of making decisions. And in the past few weeks, I've had to make a few not huge decisions, but big decisions about what I'm doing in the next coming months. So if you follow me or have seen any of my Instagram stories, you'll probably be aware of the fact that I'm about to embark on a bit of an adventure and I've decided to go and be a digital nomad for the winter and fly to Central America and then just see where the wind blows me and stay in that area. And basically, I'm working from home anyway. So I thought, why not get up and go and work from a beach? And I've had to make so many decisions in relation to this, including firstly, the decision if to go. It was a little bit of a pipe dream. And it was always a let's see what happens with COVID situation. And then it actually became more relevant as the winter approached. And now I've had to actually, in the past couple of weeks, make that decision. Am I going or not? And once I decided to go, there's a whole host of decisions that followed from there. Decisions from big to small, such as what am I going to do with my apartment? Where will Chica, my dog, stay? Is she going to come with me? Am I going to leave her at home with a friend? Am I going to pay somebody? What am I going to take with me for my coaching? Where am I even flying to? What dates am I going? Where am I going to stay? So as you can see, it makes sense that I've been making lots of decisions for the past couple of weeks. And even though it has been difficult to make all of these decisions back to back, one good thing has come out of it. And that really is all of the material for this podcast episode. So if you're listening to this because you're feeling stuck and because you're in a place where you want to make a decision 
or if you even have a very specific decision in mind, I really highly recommend getting out your phone notes, getting out a pen and paper and writing some of this stuff down. It's really going to help you. It's a real insight into some of the things, some of the material that I use to coach clients and I'm bringing it to you today completely for free. So on that note, let's get started. Firstly, just to say that there's two different types of decision making, I believe. There's the smaller everyday decisions, such as what am I going to wear? Am I going to work out? What am I going to eat for lunch? All of those mini decisions, which are still important because they make up our daily lives and our our lifestyle and our routine. But what I'm actually speaking about in the podcast here are those bigger life decisions. So we're talking whether to leave a job, whether to stay in a relationship, if you want to move where you're living, whether to go on a trip, these kinds of things. So funnily enough, I'm quite good at making those big life decisions, but the mini decisions, I'm just not, I can't do it. I have to sit in a restaurant and read the menu for at least 20 minutes for fear of getting food envy if I order the wrong thing. So lucky for you guys, we're talking about something I am better at than making those micro decisions, which for some reason is just impossible to me. Right, so first thing I want to talk about is that not making a decision is a decision in itself. So I'm gonna repeat that again. Not making a decision is a decision. And I call it in my coaching, being stuck in the I don't know, in air quotes. The I don't know is a really awful place to be. It's knowing that you need to make a decision or you want to make a decision, but not doing anything about it. And it can be very exhausting and emotionally draining to be stuck in this place. And I'm going to tell you that being stuck here is a choice. And you can choose to get out of that place. You absolutely can. And practical advice of where to start is just to be brutally honest with yourself. Start to come into self-awareness. If you're listening to this and you are thinking, wow, it's true, I didn't realize that I was deciding not to decide, then now's the time to start asking the big questions and make a decision to decide this podcast at the end will give a few practical tips, genuine action steps that you can take once you've listened to this in order to start making a decision. And one of those, I just want to bring it up now, is to give yourself a decision deadline. How long are you going to allow yourself to stay in the I don't know? I like to think that a maximum of 90 days, three months to make a big decision. And actually what usually happens is that when I work with clients who want to make a big decision and that's why they've joined my program and we set a deadline, we say, okay, by either halfway through the program, the first month or sometimes even the end of the program, you'll have made a decision. What actually happens is just taking that pressure off, understanding that you're giving yourself X amount of time to make the decision usually gets the ball rolling with some clarity and it's very rare that they then don't make a decision before the deadline. And obviously that's interlinked with the fact that we start doing the deep work of understanding the thoughts going on behind the decision. 
And that, of course, also helps to speed up the process. The second point is decision-making doesn't need to be hard. When people know they're they're confronted with a decision. For example, sometimes you know that you need to make a decision because you've been told you need to leave your apartment by X date or a circumstance has changed at work and you are going to be out of a job, whatever it is. Sometimes we let the panic come to us just because we have the thought that decision-making is really, really hard. And Again, with the theme of being in a time of change and decision-making, one of my best friends has had a really tough week because she had originally decided to move apartments by the new year and she's been searching for a new apartment. And I think that when you're searching for a new apartment or a new job, it, it can be a very, very emotionally draining and stressful time. When you add to that a layer of freaking out about making a decision and thinking oh my god this decision is going to change my life and the trajectory of my whole life it can just become so tiring and this is what happened to my friend she went into a really negative mind spin because she thought that the weight of the decision was just so so big that she couldn't see the wood through the trees so my advice here is to less drama really tone it down just to approach it easy breezy cover girl whatever happens you've got this you'll control it you'll get through it a decision will be made it's not the end of the world you're not deciding whether you're going to have to move to the arctic or not you really have the power to make this decision without making it hugely dramatic and the second practical piece of advice is just to stop practicing the thought i am bad at making decisions or the other thought I am indecisive. If you label yourself as somebody who's terrible at making decisions and that you're indecisive, you know what's going to happen. You're going to be bad at making decisions because you're not going to believe that you have the power to decide something. And I always catch my clients out with this one because they often say to me, I just don't, I just can't decide. I just don't know. I'm not a person who knows how to decide. And then I'll say to them, okay, but didn't you decide X in the past? And they're like, oh yeah. I say, okay, you decided to join this program. Isn't that a positive decision? So watch yourself, watch the language and watch the labels that you're giving yourself. A third piece of advice that I have about making decisions is something that a lot of us do. And that is don't wait for your circumstances to change. This is what we do when we don't want to take responsibility for our decisions. So instead, we just hope that something will happen and the decision will be made for us. And I have to say that there's something so empowering about taking responsibility for the fact that you are the owner of this decision. You get to make the decision. And it can be really disempowering when we just sit around and wait for a sign. And I see this the most when people hate their jobs. You are probably in a job that you know is good and you tell yourself those thoughts oh I'm lucky to have a job and I can't live without this money and I really need the salary so I'm just going to stay put here until something happens so until someone's going to knock on the door and miraculously hand me a better job or until I get fired or something else so when you do that, you're just taking the power out of your own hands 
and letting the universe make a decision for you. And I'm a big believer in things being meant to be and I always practice the thought, this is supposed to be happening to me, but that should absolutely not mean that you have to then not make a decision because you're just going to wait around. And there's a quote that says, if you're waiting for a sign, the fact, sorry, that you're waiting for a sign is a sign. And I take that to mean that if you're waiting for a sign, to come and tell you what to do, then that's a sign that you need to get up out of the chair that you're sitting in and make the decision yourself. The fourth piece of advice on decision-making is I think the one that I have the most contest with. So the one that people really say to me, "Mm, I don't know if that's true, but I genuinely, genuinely believe that no decision is inherently good or bad or right or wrong. When we put the pressure on ourselves of thinking that there's a right decision, then it becomes so much more stressful to make that decision. And that links back to my previous point of decision-making not having to be hard. We make it hard for ourselves. And you know why? Because we think that somewhere hidden away in a secret box A locked box is the right answer. And on a piece of paper, there's something that we are supposed to do or not do. And when we set out to make a decision, we are searching desperately for that key to open the box to get the right answer. And unfortunately, that box actually doesn't exist. That box is completely fictitious, made up in our minds. And so many of us operate from here. And I also sometimes do it because we're trying so hard to chase a truth that doesn't exist. And it really, it can be so limiting. If you are doing that, then I strongly recommend being honest with yourself and understanding that every decision is just a next step in your life. And it's not written anywhere that that decision is going to be the right thing or the wrong thing. And this leads really nicely to my biggest belief about decisions. And that is that each time in your life that you make a decision, you actually will make two decisions. Decision A is the actual decision. And decision B is to believe and to actively practice the belief that the decision that you have made is right and good for you in that moment in time. And then based on that belief, you go out and you live your life in accordance with the decision that you've made. So you see the pattern here. Everything I'm talking about up until now is about taking control, taking responsibility, not being a victim and not waiting for your circumstances and other events in the world to dictate how you live your life. When you make a decision, It's really, really natural to focus on the past version of yourself. So I'll explain that in a little bit more detail. Our primitive brains know what they know and it's completely normal for us to want to stay in our comfort zones. Our brains love comfort, our brains love predictability and our brains completely rely on past evidence in order to make present day decisions. So that's why if you want to make 
a decision to do something new, your mind will automatically go to all the times in the past where you failed or something went wrong or something happened that you didn't expect. And then you'll start to try and make the decision based on a past version of yourself. This is dangerous because the only way that you can actually grow and change and develop and become a better version of yourself is to make a decision from the future. And when I say that, I mean from future you. And in my coaching, I talk a lot about my future self or your future self to be more correct. So what would future you say? Because future you hasn't made a decision based on everything that past you did because if that was true then you would just stay the same and go around in circles all the time so when I say future you I mean that person who you want to be the person who has the life that you want to live what would she decide would she stay in a job that she didn't like or would she go out there and start to make a change would she stay in the relationship that was making you miserable or would she go out there and start to make a change it's a huge shift when you go into future focus and you make a decision from who you want to be and not who you already are. And leading on nicely from this point is something else that our brains do when we're trying to make a decision based on the past is that we start imagining all of the things that could go wrong with each decision. So let's say you have a decision to make and there's two different options. Our brains automatically start to go to the worst case scenarios. And this is normal. It really is completely normal, but it isn't productive at all. And something I do lots of work with on my clients is to do the opposite. Let's talk about what if every decision was to be right and could go perfectly and would be the best case scenario what would you decide then? What would you decide if both options were to work out? And I'll just give an example of this. So I have a client who's currently deciding to take her next steps to leave her job. She knows 100% that she wants to leave her job, but she isn't sure whether she wants to become self-employed or to go and stay as an employee and go and get a full-time position elsewhere. And her mind keeps going naturally to the worst case scenario. What if as a self-employed person, I can't get new clients? What if I won't have job security? What if I end up not being able to pay my mortgage? All of those worst case scenarios that might happen. And then again, at the thought of becoming an employee and staying in full-time work, her mind was then going to that worst case scenario of, what if I hate my job? What if I get in another company that has a toxic culture and toxic environment? What if my manager's not nice? And I said to her, whoa, 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 let's just stop thinking of all the bad things and let's start to think and make a decision based on what could go right. So I said to her, let's imagine that you're going to have the most amazing business in 12 months time. You're going to have clients waiting for you to sign them and you're going to be even more successful than your current role in terms of money and you're going to enjoy your job and you're going to love, you're going to love being self-employed and it, it all works out. You have a thriving business. And let's also imagine 
that the other decision to become an employee also is amazing. You find the most wonderful company, they have amazing benefits, you love your job, you have a work-life balance, you have an amazing boss. Let's say those things were the baseline, what then would you decide? Because that's a really good way to actually know if you're making the decision from a good place or you're making a decision based on fear. And this leads to my last point, which is two important questions to always ask yourself when you're making a decision. Really important. If you write anything down from this episode, these are the two questions I want you to write down. Question number one, am I making this decision out of fear or out of love? So for example, what I was just talking about, deciding whether to stay in full-time work or not, are you making that decision because you're afraid of what might happen? Or are you making it out of love for yourself? Because that's what you would do if you were fully practicing self-love. Really, really important because when we start to make decisions just out of fear, that's when things can become complicated because we aren't making the decision in alignment with who we really are and what we really value and what we really want. We're usually making it based on what society says or maybe even what our parents think or what our friends would do. So I really recommend that you start to get in tune with your love for yourself and make the decision from that place. The second question, again, another really important question is, do I like my reasons? When you are making a decision, list all the things that you have decided to go for that decision. And then just ask yourself, do I like these decisions? Am I proud of myself? Would I stand up on a stage in front of people and tell them that I made this decision for these reasons? And if the answer is no, and you feel embarrassed or you feel shameful or you feel fearful because those decisions really don't sit well, then that's when I think you need to really question why you're making them. I just want to finish the episode with my top tips for making a decision. So you've heard all my advice now and you've probably got lots of food for thought, but what should you do as a next step if you want to come away from this episode and actually make a decision? The first step, and probably you all know what I'm going to say, is write it all down. Journal open, you can write at the top the decision, you can write out the pros and the cons of each decision, write out the reasons, ask yourself the important questions about making out the decision out of fear or out of love and ask yourself if you like the reasons. But what's most important is that you have those decision thoughts laid out in front of you. Until you have that clarity of actually what's going on in your mind, I wouldn't recommend trying to make a decision. Number two, is give yourself a decision deadline. I mentioned this before. So set a future date that you can actually then get out of the I don't know and make the decision by. Number three, allow yourself this time between now and your decision deadline to explore, research your options, collect all the data. This can be in the form of informational interviews and an informational interview is when you looking for a new job and then you want to network and go and find other people who are doing the same job and you invite them for a coffee. I really think that this is a really great time, this time before the deadline, to allow yourself to explore and come up with different options for yourself. 
Number four, and this is a qualified piece of advice. So allow yourself in this exploration mode to speak to friends and family. You're allowed to do that. I'm giving you permission. You are allowed to go out there and discuss it, but only when you're doing that because you want to gain clarity for yourself and not because you're expecting somebody else to make the decision for you. Remember what I just said before, take responsibility, take control and don't wait for the circumstance to change. So don't indulge in other people's opinions, but it's always interesting to have those conversations and see different people's perceptions and just stay in tune with the fact that everyone is coming to it with their subjective point of view. And especially when it's our inner circle, when it's friends and family, they have opinions on what's best for you and only you know what's best for you. And lastly, number five, is don't be afraid to get professional help. A coach, a therapist, a mentor, whichever one works for you, these are people who have been professionally trained to help you understand your mind, uncover your thoughts, and really understand the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. I provide all of my clients with a mirror, a reflection of their minds, And that enables them to make decisions from a really powerful place, giving clarity, giving understanding, and just a safe space, a non-judgmental space to truly understand what's going on underneath the surface. So on that note, I'm going to finish this very meaty podcast on decision-making. I have so much more advice to give. As always, you can check out all of my material on Instagram at turning30coach. And if you do need help with decision making, make sure to check out my Turning 30 one-on-one coaching program. It's a three-month transformative program where we work on making sure that you're managing your mind to help you feel better and get unstuck. You can find details of that on my Instagram and I've also put a link in the podcast blurb where you can go and check out the program. I run free one-hour initial consult calls where we really dig down and I tell you how I could potentially help and support you to become a better version of yourself and to just feel good about being somebody who is in their late 20s, early 30s and going out there and making an amazing life. Thank you so much for listening. I would super appreciate if you found any of the advice and the tips that I've given you in today's podcast episode at all useful please share it, whether it's in your stories on Instagram or just sending the link to the episode to your friends, to your family and make sure to subscribe to get updates from the new episodes and I will see you all on the podcast next week.